we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? It's live. What the fuck? And where are we? Los Feliz, California. Los Angeles. How's everybody doing? All right. I'm Mark Marin. This is my show. We have a good show. I'm very thrilled that you're all here. I brought coffee. I brought WTF Blend coffee. This is not a, this is not a promotion. It honestly isn't. These fuckers have taken it upon... Like, I, there was a point where I was like, could you guys, you know, send a little more coffee? I swear to God, it's coming like every two weeks, like nine bags. But given that it's not a plug, uh, you can get justcoffee.coop at wtfpod.com. I, I had a very profoundly disturbing moment where I'm like, today I said, I don't think I have any more tweets in me. <laughs> and and I, it was real. I'm like, I can't half-heart these. If I'm not into the tweet, I shouldn't just put it out there. I've got to get behind every fucking tweet. Or what's the point? I wish I was kidding you that I didn't have that moment. One thing I'd like to ask, and, and, uh, and I'd like courage here, and I want to know if they're there. Now, look, I don't mind a stalker occasionally, <laughs> but this, this happened the other day. Uh, Jess and I, we were driving up to the house, and there was a WTF sticker on the wall of my house. I did not put it there. And she peeled it off and brought it in. She's like, well, who is this? And someone had literally said, I don't remember what the names were, like, uh, just like BZ from Boston and somebody else. So that means that it wasn't a hostile stalking, but that means it's some fan found my address and just drove by my house and decided, like, hey, fuck, let's let him know we're here and creep him out with a sticker. <laughs> Are you here? But own it. It's okay. Come on. Really. So you just came from Boston to drive by my house two days ago. <laughs> I mean, I have got to be okay with that on some level, right? I mean, I, they didn't come to the door. Like, and I know I don't have any boundaries. I don't even respect the fourth wall. Someone, you know, I just was, I was just sitting up here minding my business pre-show and I got a cake pop and a lady took a picture with me. Is that normal? So... No, I appreciate the cake pop. Did you see what that woman did? She brought me a cake pop, told me she also had eating problems, and I took it out of the bag. I took a bite out of it. She goes, I can't believe you fucking ate it. <laughs> and then she said, let me eat the rest, and I did. <laughs> Is that a healthy relationship with that happened in three seconds? It's, it's not that cool that you come by my house. Um... <laughs> But you can't, if your house is in your name, people can find your fucking house. Don't go look it up now. I'm not encouraging this. But like, uh, let me just put this out there. If you come by my house, don't leave anything. Don't, you know, even if it's a fun thing, don't, don't leave it. I'd rather just assume you're not coming by my house. Is that a reasonable request to make? Because I don't know what I'd do if someone knocked on the door and said, hey man, we're just, you know. I'd, but I, I would probably go, oh cool, okay. So why don't we just sit out on the porch so you can figure out what the hell you're going to do while you're here. <laughs> I've got to get some boundaries. This is how sad it's gotten with me. I ordered from a Thai restaurant in my neighborhood that I knew was shitty. But I, 
I hadn't eaten there in five years, so you always hold on to some weird hope. It's like, maybe they got better. How is that fucking possible? So we order this food, and she goes, Jess picks it up and brings it home. And these, we, they were Thai, you know, the spring rolls? You know, the cold ones that are fun, usually? Brown lettuce inside. First of all, well, yeah, but there shouldn't even be lettuce in there, like, at all. Why is there fucking lettuce in there? Don't, don't they usually, it's not lettuce, right? Am I wrong? So, but they had garnished it with perfectly reasonable looking lettuce. But inside the spring roll was shitty brown lettuce. And there was no denying it. You, you open it up, it's like, that's shitty brown lettuce. And I'm like, that's so fucked up. I mean, but in my mind, it was like, where's your integrity as a people? You, you know, like, they're representing Thai food. They're representing Thai land. And they're feeding us this shit. How do they, how do they live with themselves? That's where I went immediately. And, and Jess was like, let's just, not, let's just not go there again. No, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm going down there. So I, you know, put pants on. I put... Because I knew it was going to be embarrassing enough for me just to walk in at the level of anger I was at. To do it with no pants would just be hilarious. And I wanted to have an impact. I didn't want to be looked at as that kind of crazy person. There's a guy with no pants, angry about his spring rolls. Not that guy. So I went in there, and it was packed. And they had like nine people working there. And I walked up to the counter, and I'm like, these, these spring rolls are disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. There's fucking brown lettuce in there. How does that even happen? And other people were looking at me. You know, it's right by a college, which is why they're in business, because college students don't give a fuck. They just want it to be open. So, <laughs> you, I mean, you'd eat pad thai if it was peed on in college. You'd just be like, it's all right, man. I know it tastes weird. But, um... <laughs> so this lady brings it back to the chef, who actually argues with her. He looks at the brown lettuce, and he's like, nah, nah, nah. You know, which is... I'm not mocking Thai. I just can't do it. I, don't, I think it would be worse if I tried to, to do a Thai accent. So I'm just going with the, the tone I heard, which is like, da, da, da. And he looks in these, in these spring rolls, and then he goes into the refrigerator and holds up a handful of spring rolls. He's like, I'm like, what the fuck just happened back there? Was he just saying, like, we have these? You know? But I figured out what it was, is they pre-made him, so the lettuce was, who knows how long they've been sitting in there, so the lettuce got all shitty and brown. And, and after he held up a handful of spring rolls, the woman comes back and says, uh, we don't have any more. <laughs> so I said, I want my fucking money back. And they gladly gave it to me. Um, anyways, let's read some emails. Just a thought. As I read a book to my young kids about a duck, I thought, what the fucklings? So there you go. <laughs> this one was kind of interesting and poetic, but I think it closes beautifully. Gravity is the subject line. Hi, Mark. I've always held the greatest respect and admiration for those who work with gravity. These are the ball carriers, the risk takers, and the self-starters. They consistently have to review their position. They check, double check, and cross check themselves on a consistent basis. Why? Because gravity doesn't give a shit what you have done, who you are, what you know, and where you are going. Gravity will slap you down with no notice or direct your force in its direction. I have followed your career for many years. I'm 54 years old. 
and I have watched your rise, your darker times, and rise again. I couldn't be happier for you. Your WTF podcast is exceptional, and you not only found your voice, you have found a real voice that resonates with your listeners. I hope for you a happy, healthy, and wealthy life ahead. As someone who works with gravity, You know not to give yourself too much importance. Acknowledge your mistakes and to always look for center. That's what people who work with gravity have to do. Warm regards, Bruce, Captain United Airlines. <laughs> uh, so worth it. But I think this should be a, like this is a sort of a broad buffet of, of people who listen to my show. That's why I like reading emails. Can't you see the lost headphones are merely forced giving? <laughs> if you're not up to speed, I lost my earphones on a on a plane, and this guy wrote this like w within seconds of hearing it. <laughs> hey, Mark, Lou here, your number one Brazilian fan. How can you complain about losing your headphones and then three seconds later say that you need to give more? Don't you see? The headphones were just a way for the universe to force you to give something back. Since you've been receiving so many great things, there's no receiving without giving in this world, and there's no procrastinating the giving part. If you leave it up for the universe, it will simply take stuff from you. How about the guy who found your headphones? Maybe he was having the shittiest day. Maybe he's been putting up with so much bullshit that the universe just said, hey, here you go and placed the brand new headphones in front of him, and that was the only thing that kept him from killing himself that day. Can you imagine? It's perfectly possible. I mean, somebody found them. Let go, man. Enjoy the ride. Remember having to break into your old boss's office to record a podcast you had no idea would turn out the way it did, and it was just a few rounds around the sun ago. <laughs> Still love the show and still feel very special for having you read my story on episode 40. If you want to know, my divorce has been great. It's been four months, but seems like a lifetime. Been sleeping with a lot of people. And then in quotes, he says, people, not just women. Yeah. Take care, man. Lou. No fucking subject. He wrote that. <laughs> Mark, I've been riding the fence on writing this email for months. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I've spent many sober moments contemplating what I would say and if it would be as intelligible as the wonderfully written emails you choose to read on air. I can't take the stress of not writing anymore. So I've come to the point of not really caring about being clever or funny and just decided to write. My cat just bit the shit out of me. Your podcast is my cocaine. I wait for it to be updated like I'm waiting on my guy, but of course it's much cheaper. But just as effective, and I don't feel like an ass when I'm done. I guess the point of this email is to just let you know you make a big fucking difference in my day-to-day. -day. Small town, North Carolina, Navy, getting high, can really take its toll on 23 years of life. Aw. <laughs> Why is he getting high in the Navy? But your podcast helps me know I am not the only one out there who is funny as shit to others but has the anxiety of a fat fifth grader at a dance. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I'm looking forward to your TV show. Maybe that will be the speedball. Rich. 
holy cow. <laughs> Dear Mark Maron, the eldest son of an insane client introduced me to your podcast. He recognized that I was intimidated and anxious about having to commute 50-ish miles from where I was living in, mid in West Marin to where I was going to be working in Redwood City, and he suggested that listening to your podcast would help me to not only endure, but enjoy the windshield time. So I'm fucking hooked on your podcast, <laughs> except the live WTFs, which I don't listen to as they displease me. <laughs> Wizard of phrasing, this guy. And he's never going to hear this. <laughs> and I moved to, to about two miles from the new job, which does not give me enough time to listen to a full podcast in one commute. So I've been taking every opportunity to drive to Marin, where the company office is, so that I can sit in the car for 60 plus minutes, which is both sad and ironic. Monday, I listened to the Mary Mack episode twice. Once while driving north and again while driving south, then again this morning while eating breakfast. And I'd like to skip work today to do it again. <laughs> Likely it's because I'm from Wisconsin and her voice and cadence and manner touch the honest part of my being which hides from the savage realities of inauthentic adult life in the US and A. Wow. I find myself lost in fantasy now, daydreaming of pulling rocks from the northern Wisconsin landscape to plant pumpkins and counting waxies for ice fishermen. I'm less satisfied with my life because of you. <laughs> you realize, I'm sure, that those of us who most enjoy your podcast are unhinged. <laughs> you are aware, aren't you, that we all share a deep dissatisfaction with the way we live and the choices that we have made, yet attribute to circumstance rather than take responsibility for them ourselves. Having engineered your podcast to appeal to all of the anxious, discontent, and vulnerable souls hanging on to their fragile realities without any confidence in the firmness of their grasp, you must certainly recognize that you have a responsibility to us, right? <laughs> of course you do. That is why I'm sure that you will pass this along to Miss Mary Mack and let her know that I am available to de-rock her fields and count her waxies and sing O Tannenbaum while electric light powered by solar panels burns dimly in the barn. Oh geez, my life is not what it should be. <laughs> Thank you for helping me to see that and to be less committed to holding my grip on this desperate American life. Best regards, Falco. Wow. <laughs> This is, these are so touching to me. This is just a WTF moment. This is like so earnest. And this, all right. Hey, Mark. Thanks for the show. Always enjoy it and you. So I've been getting ready to go on a trip and the other night fell asleep and had a dream that my husband and I were renting the cat ranch for our vacation. <laughs> One of those vacation rental by owner things for a week. You left very detailed instructions on how to take care of the cats, what to do with dirty linens, and what time you had to check in, check out, etc. The arrival departure info was in all bold type and very specific. So even though we got into town early, we knew we could not check in until 3 p.m. <laughs> and made ourselves busy until that time. We had our week and got along great with the cats, read a lot, and drank lots of coffee. Now, the main part of the dream came the day of checkout. We had to be out by 11 a.m., and we were awoken at 8 a.m. by the next group of renters asking if they could just leave their stuff until check-in time. I was baffled. That's not how you do it. <laughs> what the fuck? 
We played by Mark's rules. Why couldn't these jerks? I mumbled something about, quote, didn't you get the instructions on check-in from Mark? And they said, oh yeah, but we don't have to abide by that, right? And I thought, yes, yes you do. <laughs> then they started aggressively playing with one of the cats and they started hissing. Then I woke up, terrible. <laughs> there you have it. I tried to play by the rules, Mark. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> All right, let's bring out our first comic. This guy, honestly, I've known for years, and for as long as I've known him, I've, I've never seen him do anything but riff in a southern accent for what seems like hours. Please welcome Rory Scovel to the stage. Thank you. Thank you. Is Just this uncomfortably here. close? No, I'll be over here. All right. You do well, realize that's true, don't you? What? Every time I've seen you, I've seen you talk in a southern accent for no less than 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds good. No different tonight. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't wait on those emails with some of us out here because those were gems. Yeah? The Would one you guy want to address said, something? The number one, your yeah. number one Brazilian fan. Sure. Like he didn't have the balls to go north of me. He was like, you know what? Down here, I'm number one. <laughs> Up there, I don't know where I stand. I don't know where I stand up, but down here, bullshit. Bullshit. I got my pulse. I got my pulse. I'm the guy. I got my pulse yeah. on the hand of the guy. <laughs> and that's why he's only number one down there. He doesn't yeah. know grammar. Well, he was very... <laughs> he doesn't know sentence structure, and that's his fault. I blame him. Well, he was very excited and very optimistic. He had a sort of like weird zen, if you lose something, you're giving to somebody else thing. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah I mean, but once you get the, the past, like, I, I'd like to think that way. I don't think I can quite think that way where it's like, fuck, where the fuck did I put, the oh, they're fucking gone. Oh, someone else has them. Oh, I don't think anybody actually thinks that way. I don't think anyone's like, my oh, number I lost one Brazilian. my headphones, but you know what? Someone else gets to have them. <laughs> Ho-hum. <laughs> Missed my connection. What do I care? Some standby got my seat. No one's ever happy in that there's no happiness in that way at all. It's impossible. <laughs> no, what do I give a shit? I, someone else got it. I don't have to be anywhere, yeah. ever. Oh, you're out of hamburgers? But you know what? Someone got the last hamburger. <laughs> and that's special for them. Good for them. Like, that'd be the like, most positive person in the world. No that's way. If I, think I lose you... somebody, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The, how dumb. I've lost my laptop at the airport four oh, times. That's the worst feeling in the four world. Four times. I've set it down to, like, buy something. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> Got to the gate, and I'm like, no! <laughs> no! Just... Couldn't be angrier with myself. Trying to play it cool. Yeah. Hi, I lost my laptop. <laughs> hey, did anybody return my <laughs> But you know inside, you are just crucifying yourself. Well, the, the, losing that shit is the, the most frightening thing because everything, it's, it's really more, more personal and important than your actual brain. Oh, yeah. So, so when yes. you, even your phone, when you lose your phone, you're like, I don't know who I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> everything that I need to know about everything is in there. And All now someone else is looking at me yeah. inside. My connection with the world is gone. <laughs> now I'm just Neo in the Matrix. I don't even know. I'm a lost soul. I had this thing where I, I, I logged on to Facebook, which I rarely do anymore, because what they... they fuck that. There's something wrong with that thing. But um, Facebook, yeah, it's, it's like it's not. It's gone past like I don't give a shit about all these things you can do, and yeah. it, it's gone into like they're they're fucking up to something. 
I know what you mean. Like when you're on there, you are like, it is weird. Like, it, like there's no way someone hasn't knocked on your door and been like, we want all your information. If we can't have it, you're gonna die soon. And I was like, all right, look, I'll give you all the files. From everyone in the world. Yeah, there's no someone has access to all. Doesn't that, that creep you out though? I don't know. I like it. <laughs> but I like, like the update. Do you ever think about? <laughs> I like reading what people are up to. You ever think about identity theft and that shit like that? I don't like. I don't obsess about it because I don't have that kind of time right now. But but I I have like there's just the whole idea. Like some the point was that I logged on to Facebook and then this warning came up and said somebody logged on to your Facebook in San Jose, and I'm like. Was I? No, I wasn't there. And, and then I started to think, like, who the fuck was on my Facebook in San Jose? And then I changed my password, but it gave me the fucking creeps because now, like, some... What is the most personal thing they could get from you, though? On like, Facebook? if someone's... And I get, like, a weird message to someone. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I'll come over on Saturday. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm not... I, fuck I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything to hide other than uh, that. I tend to neglect people. <laughs> That's all they discover. Like he hasn't responded to any of these. Ugh, no, steal someone else. He's too mean while they're stealing. Yeah. No, he's a dick. Yeah, we don't want him. <laughs> so you come from the south? I do. Yeah, I was raised in. Uh, it sounds weird. I was raised. It's not. You feel like a an animal. Yeah. I was raised uh, in South Carolina. Yeah, I thought it'd be funnier. That's the only reason I said that just then. Um, <laughs> no, but it does feel—it does feel weird to say that you were raised somewhere. But I'm—I'm I'm from South Carolina. I grew up there and uh, went to school there, and then uh, left uh, when I was. What if this got super sad super quick? Uh, it, that would be left my podcast. When I was 23, <laughs> Dad died, so oh. I had to do something. And then uh, did he? Grandpa raped someone. <laughs> there was a there was a trial, and then To Kill a Mockingbird happened. And, I had a weird upbringing, and uh, <laughs> I, but see, there's something weird that I always assume that m most of that is true about people from the South. That that To Kill a Mockingbird happened, or what? whatever you just said. <laughs> right. Like if you would have said that honestly, I'd be like, oh wow, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that sounds. There was a, it does sound like, like there was a trial, and everyone <laughs> went because that was entertainment back then. <laughs> oh, who's in trouble now? <laughs> But it seems so gothic and weird to me. I still, like, I don't know if I'm prejudiced against people from the South, but I, I'm, I'm nervous and leery of them. It's the, it's the Bible thing, right? It's the Bible thing, and it's like, you know, just uh, the weird uh, kind of, you know. Weird that it can go right to the racist thing. Like, it's clearly the racist. Is it the Bible? <laughs> Certainly it's not how we judge people. It's got to be the Bible. <laughs> well, it's that, but it's also like the tight knit families, and <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't think that's everywhere. I yeah. don't think I, I, I think there is a. Uh... I have a fear of, of hill people. <laughs> All right, well. like, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fear and a fascination because I know that there are hill people. Yeah, and and when you're uh, among them, or when you stop for gas <laughs> at a, a hill people operation, it definitely is a different vibe than just hanging out here. Like, I want to physically show you what you just did. I'm afraid of hill people. <laughs> like, like physically, I was just like, <laughs> but I had creed the whole time. Like, yeah, no, they're. Uh, but did you? Yeah, they're out there. I guess. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill people. Did you know hill people? <laughs> but I, I, I think I, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying when you hill. say I'm afraid of hill people. I think that's the image of the South. That's what I'm people, talking about. Like, oh, there's hill people. People don't have shoes. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's any different than... I, I, of the places that I've seen in this country, I don't really think it's that 
different than most places. I really don't. But I've been to the South, like even in like reasonably sized cities, like Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, Raleigh, yes. and and of course I'm like, we're the hill people. <laughs> <laughs> You're and just every, buying gas. Yeah, but no, but I'm twenty I'll, on pump four. I'll d- <laughs> Where are the hill people? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Where are the fucking hill people? Where are they? Yeah, that's funny, but they'll tell you. <laughs> they're like you three miles. Around. Yeah. <laughs> right, without even like... Yeah, they're break. like every city I've been in, it's like, yeah, they're out there. You just got to travel like five miles. And they're like, I, if I had a car, I would go, but I never have a car. And you don't want to ask a local, like, I want to go to the hill people too. <laughs> right, right. Because it could be them. Yeah. It could be them. They could have, like, well, why? <laughs> what business do you have with the hill people? Like, oh, oh, I guess I found one. You mean you want to go to my yeah. uncle's house? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, CIA? They always think they give themselves too much credit. What are you, FBI? Like, no. No, why would the FBI? I don't know. We're up to stuff. Uh, I don't know. We are hill people. I don't you'd think, think you'd have your eyes on us. But that's exactly right. The, the most paranoid people are the, the people that you just want to look at them and go, like, why would they give a fuck about you at all? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I think they would. Because I think the government's watching. What are you guys up to? Well, not really much. You know, we <laughs> cut our own wood and have prayer circle on Sunday. But other than that, we're pretty normal. It's like, all right, then, yeah, no, the FBI's not watching you. I, I once, Well, I, someone logged into my Facebook two days ago. <laughs> that got us all jittery. When <laughs> people, there, there are definitely people that have that. I, t- I saw, like, uh, I was on a, a metro bu- uh, a subway in Washington, D.C., yep. and there were definitely those people. And they were on the bus or on the metro, and they were clearly coming to the Capitol to see the Capitol. Oh, right. But, yeah, yeah. And they were kind of drunk, and there was like, they were. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's I'm serious. Yeah. No, this Let's was get very drunk specific. Drunk and see history. Right. But they, you know, they want the older woman of the bunch was wearing something that looked, you know, kind of pilgrimy, you know, like you know the weird long dress, you know, like almost Amishy looking, right. but not Amishy looking. Hill people looking. Right, hill people. And they were all having this conversation about Obama's a beast, the Illuminati, and you know, and they like, you know, like they like knew all this, you know, like buzzwords of arcane conspiracies, you know. And uh, and we actually went under the uh, the Pentagon, and someone with a <laughs> Pentagon badge who I don't worked think there. Nobody's capitalized on Illuminati, yeah. like like the intelligence someone who doesn't know how to say that correctly but knows about it. <laughs> they, all they need is a fucking word. That's all they need to go yeah, on. Like, and, and, and they will hang on to that word like they fucking know. It's like, you know, the Illuminati, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, maybe you're one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they turn it on you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, am I not saying it right? Or maybe you don't know something that I know. You're like, no, I know that it's but, Illuminati. But was, what was beautiful is they did the whole sort of like Satan, you know, Obama thing. And they were talking loudly because they're drunk and stupid. Yeah. Well, that's... And, and, wh- and there was a guy who was getting off at the Pentagon who was clearly, you know, working for the government who was just sitting there, you know, overhearing <laughs> all of this. It in. Right, and they were saying it louder because they saw his identification. And then right before he gets off, uh, you know, he, he just walks up to them and goes, you know, he's all, all of our president. And wow. there was that moment where they were just sort of like, uh, he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were like, oh, I guess they got you. I guess you're in too deep now, Pentagon. The doors have closed. I guess you're, I guess you're in too I can't hear us. It's a lost cause. So where you, you got to catch a red eye tonight? I'm catching a red eye to Charlotte, North Carolina. Why? Fun town. Fun town. To do stand-up? Hope this comes out after I do the club. You will. Uh, 
It will. Did Fun. you stand up? I'm not going to put it up tonight. Yeah. Well, I would. I'd actually have it up live. Um, yeah, to do now uh, when you do perform. when you play this out, do you turn it on, turn it on a little bit? No, I I I think I do that anywhere, anyways. I'll yeah. do like any whatever. I I don't think I really decide uh, if I'm gonna do a voice. I think it just kind of happens if it feels like you have no control over yeah, it. I, I I mean I do, but it just will come if it feels like it's the right vibe. Um, do you have an array of voices or is it not really? It's <laughs> Just no, I have the one. one. I don't know why I said voices. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes you're like, hello. I have 17 voices, <laughs> and they all are sort of one <laughs> voice. Do you like play, Do you like playing in this album? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it more, too, because there is sort of this, uh, th- that preconceived notion, like, oh, it's the Bible Belt. But it is fun to kind of go in there and, and with, uh, I don't really, edgy material sounds weird, but like something where you know, oh, this might turn the crowd but it, it's always surprising to see how many people in the crowd don't get turned. They're like, "No, we're with you." Just no one, you know, no one really says this around here. Right. Like in the South, a lot of people are different than what they think. But in your community, no one's—I uh, mean, not no one—but but speaking out is a difficult thing because then everyone outcasts you. Like, oh, well, we all thought this, but the reality is, no, all of you think something and one of you doesn't. But no one's saying anything because that one person who doesn't is kind of putting this shit out there for everyone to be like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't say anything." <laughs> Um, yeah, there's that no was the one worst description I just gave ever, but <laughs> I, I, I think it made sense to some people. Uh, I, I Lou in Brazil I, liked it. Yeah, I lost you I'm about two thirds. Number one in. Antarctic I was, fan. I was trying. To <laughs> I'm your number one fan in Antarctica. <laughs> I was trying to keep up with it, and then I kind of lost it. What yeah. you're saying is that there's a politeness down there because of the community. So, like, if one person in the community says "fuck Jesus," that guy's out. But if yeah. you say it, they're kind of like, yeah, kind of. But I think the majority of the crowd is like, yeah, we all thought that. Yeah. We all kind of think different, <laughs> like about religion or like abortion. But we can't talk or about homophobia. it. But no one's openly it. just talking right. about it because you're like, well, who's going to out me today? Like, am I going to be the weird guy in the, <laughs> the neighborhood? I, I feel like I'm doing a horrible job of describing this. Um, but you I, want to just move on? or No, I, I want to <laughs> nail this. I want to really get this. I want to really get this tonight. Um, but I think there, I think there is a point there. Yeah. I think that does it, does that kind of make sense? What I'm saying. Thank you, ten people. Thank you. Ah, uh, that's why Daddy drinks. <laughs> that's why he drinks because no one agrees with his shitty, shitty explanations. Rory Scovel, ladies and gentlemen, Rory Scovel. <laughs> <laughs> My next guest uh, comes from Portland, and uh, I believe you still live there, don't you? Ron Funches, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Funches. Hey, Rory. Hello. You know Rory? I know Rory very well. You do? I'm the reason why he got engaged. Really? Yes, it is. That that sounds like we need more. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Ron, that's enough. (laughs) 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 Well, we were on a a nice hike together that uh, involved some mushrooms, Uh and Rory may have taken too many. (laughs) No, I... Yeah. May. May. (laughs) You're acting like we weren't both there. May. You You think I usually say that shit? I definitely took too many. (laughs) <laughs> what did he say? He thought he was dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I might have taken a lot. <laughs> he thought he was dead, but he, still talking. He thought he was dead. He was thought he was walking through hell, and I guess I was his guide out of it. 
I could see you doing that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm good at. <laughs> you have that kind of energy. You know, like, <laughs> I'm in hell. Where's Ron? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get him out of hell? Uh, yeah, Ron got me out. <laughs> Ron. Ron Wait, was how many people were involved in this trip? Just the two of you? No, it was a. Uh, well, you go ahead. Uh, it was me, him, his fiance, and a couple other comics. Uh, Andy Haynes, you may know, and uh, just a couple other comics. And uh, they. I'm so glad all... you kids are still doing this. <laughs> We're yeah. still doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Mushrooms are, are are fun. Yeah. Well, me and Rory got separated from the group. That's always weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you feel like you're in another world, right? Exactly. Another planet. It's like, oh, will we ever find them again? <laughs> well, I wasn't. Well, Rory had just taken too many mushrooms and he couldn't keep up. And I was just, I'm not a hiker. <laughs> <laughs> But you were enjoying the outdoors. It's good to be outdoors on mushrooms, right? Exactly. <laughs> and what what other revelations were had on this trip? Uh, my for me, it was I should probably just be at home with my son if I'm gonna have to watch someone go through hell. All the time. <laughs> it's much funner to trip around children. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't freak out. Exactly. Daddy's in trouble. Daddy's in trouble. <laughs> there Do you see these? There was a moment we were walking back to the parking lot, and there were a lot of Japanese tourists. Uh. And I, not jokingly, I said to Ron, I was like, what? Why are, what are they doing? Why are they talking like that? <laughs> I was like, are they talking about us? Do they know what I'm going through right now? Like, I thought they were fucking with me. And I'm very well aware that what I said sounds racist. Um, <laughs> I like but that that's your, my favorite part was that you were in hell the whole time, but then we still saw some wild turkeys and you wanted to ride one. <laughs> that's, who doesn't like fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little disappointed that, that, that you didn't think like, okay, this is the, this is the Asian section of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are we? Look at the map again. I think there's a map. No, go on your phone and look. This isn't right. <laughs> GPS hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you're still living in Portland? Yeah. Do you like that town? I like it. Yeah. What the hell's going on up there? There's a, l- <laughs> a lot of people who are trying to move here. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> but pe- it's one of those places that people seem to run to, and they've built some sort of weird, slightly condescending hipster utopia up there. Yeah, that absolutely. That feels strangely exclusionary. <laughs> I think you'd fit in just fine, Mark. <laughs> I think you could run for the mayor of this hipster community. You think so? Absolutely. <laughs> I felt very out of place up there, you know, because like I, 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 and I've talked about this before. Every time I'm in Portland, I literally think everyone that walks by me is is hiding something. <laughs> like, like they're walking by and like there's one of them, you know, and, and they move on. Yeah, I heard you say that before, but and I was at the the festival when you were saying that, and I was like, no, everyone looks at you because they kind of think you're their the hipster messiah. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not sure I can handle that responsibility. <laughs> I, like my, my fear of being of ever being put in a position of leadership is that I would be, you know, in a position to address whoever I'm supposed to be leading, and I would just crumble and go, I don't, "What do you guys want to do? <laughs> <laughs> How's this my responsibility? I just want to eat." Yeah, it sounds like me. How? <laughs> but do you like? Uh, how did you end up there? I was just raised in Chicago. Um, 
my mom and my dad had split because yeah. he had gotten into drugs. And then uh, he had gotten off of drugs and was going to do construction in Oregon. And my life at home with my mom wasn't wasn't going well. So I was like, let me get this shot all the way across the country. And you did it. And I did it. And you grew up there for your whole life? Uh, since I was 13, I've been there. And uh, then my sister and my dad were there. And then they both got other careers and moved out and, and left me in Oregon. <laughs> So you're the only one left there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got. I mean, I have my wife and my son now, so it's perfect. How old is your son? He's. Uh, he'll be nine next month. Nine years old? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! When did you have him? When you were twelve? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had him when I was twenty. Yeah, and when you're twenty? Yeah. That was. Uh, that's something that you wanted to do? No. <laughs> 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 But it's worked out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> is he entertaining? Yeah, he's super entertaining. He's, um, he has autism, which can be a little difficult and a little... Well, it's more difficult dealing with normal people afterward. Like, I love dealing with him and just waking up at noon and him, like, farting on people is fun. Yeah. Like, to me, that's hilarious, is having to ex explain it to normal people while my son is shrieking in the middle of the street. That's when it gets a little difficult. But I would think anybody that you just said he likes to fart on people would understand <laughs> immediately. They'd be like, oh, of course. That's fucking hilarious. He's a worthy genius. Of, I'm worthy of shrieking. <laughs> and my girlfriend works with autistic people. It seems very challenging. But uh, from what I understand, they, they can be... Um, like, I talked to Jack Gallagher, who has an autistic kid, and he, and he says that instead of judging them you know, as like somebody with a certain situation, you just have to see them as unique individuals who have their own sort of frequency. Yeah, very unique individuals. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's like we, you can't really punish him or anything. You just kind of let him do his thing. Like, he punishes us sometimes instead. <laughs> like, sometimes it'll be like he'll want to bite your finger and just to let you know he's pissed off, and your best option is to let him bite your finger. <laughs> What if you don't? Uh, then the cops may come. <laughs> 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 so you should just let him bite your finger. Does he bite it hard? Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, so, do it. He's right. <laughs> you yeah, did mind. promise him we'd go to McDonald's, yeah. and then we did not let I'm him gonna, bite your finger. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going I'm to step out on a limb here and say that it was probably better you trip with Rory. <laughs> I think the whole hanging out with the sun on I mushroom. was fighting Ron during <laughs> that, too. And how long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, almost six years. So it, what drove you to start that? I just always wanted to since I was five and um, would just try to talk myself out of it. Didn't think it was a real career. It's not. <laughs> That's what I'm finding out. <laughs> I get these emails from people. It's like, I'm looking to get into a career of comedy. Just want you to give me any pointers. Well, throw out the career word <laughs> would be a good place to start. These Did you have a plan, though, did you? No, my, it was really dumb, actually, because uh, I'd been working at a bank at a call center just answering people's dumb questions all the time and getting yelled at. And then I found out my son had autism, and I was like, well, I should make a lot of money because I never know if he's gonna move out. So then I was like, maybe I should go to college and do something. Or maybe I should just fully focus on stand-up comedy. <laughs> and that'll pay off. And it has not yet. <laughs> <laughs>
But people uh, love you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of buzz, a lot of heat, Ron. <laughs> yeah, aren't you feeling the heat and the buzz? Yeah. Well, uh, I well not when they cut off my PGE and my lights and shit. No. <laughs> I don't feel no heat at that time. Hey, that's. <laughs> Well, that sounds like the beginning of a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're in the, heading the right direction. I don't Got an autistic know. kid, no electricity. <laughs> I see that on Broadway. <laughs> I see that every day. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't want to talk here? about how, because um, I know a lot of people, when they come on here, they talk about how you were mean to them the mm. first time. And I want to talk about how extremely nice you were to me. <laughs> I, I, you got me at a good period in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, because when I look back at it, the reactions seem very not Mark Maron. Well, what happened? Well, we were doing this Fuck Yeah festival. Oh, yeah, like, in the tent or whatever. Yeah, in the yeah. tent when there's a lot of metal music going oh, on. Sweet. And I was just scared because there's you and a lot of other comedians that I respected. And somehow, like, some they must have been in between music for every other stage, yeah. and I got to go on when there's no music going on. Other than that, everyone's having to talk over metal music, yeah. and then I have a good set. I turn around, and then you just give me a thumbs up and a grin, which <laughs> seems like you could never do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like tell me to come and lean into you, and I'm like, well, what is he going to say to me? And you just go, do you want to know where the free ice cream is? <laughs> <laughs> I told you too, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Ron punches, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know what's important. My next guest is going to be... Uh, Exciting and uh, challenging, and uh, I, you know, I, I, I uh. you ready? Okay. How much time you need? You need to do something. Do what? Uh, you're gonna do it live. <laughs> All right, Brent Weinbach, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. How are you? Fine, how are you? What are we doing, standing? Are we standing? Yeah, we're doing stand-up Okay, comedy. that's fine. Um, no, this, I, you made it sound like I'm, I'm difficult, challenging. I'm a challenging person. Yeah. But I'm not that challenging. Okay. Now, this isn't personal, guys. I just don't like to sit in chairs that people have sat in. Yeah. So I'm just going to switch chairs and use this one for right now and bring this one over. Is that all right? Yep. That's not challenging, right? Nope. You know, what, you know what's really great about it? You're serious. You think this is a bit? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it's a bit. What if this was your whole hour? <laughs> All right, I need a different chair. Haven't you seen this? <laughs> it is his whole hour. Oh, are no, there's good? no chair. What do we do? I'll sit down if you sit down. You, yeah, you first. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and grab that chair. Okay. No, 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 leave it here. Leave it here. Oh, okay. I'm going to need As it a eventually. Tribute. It's a tribute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a tribute that what could have been for you? Yeah, yeah. This is... <laughs> This is uh, this is like these are two different possibilities. These are two, di two different realities, right yeah. here, right, yeah. right in front of you us. You could have been sitting in that one. Yeah, but you feel better in this one. I'm still uh, slightly uncomfortable with being this close to you. No, no, it's all right. Let's get close. So, Brent, you know, I used to think 
<laughs> when I first saw you, mm-hmm. that you know it was a put on. Okay. And, and now, I don't. <laughs> and yeah. another reason is I met your brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, oh my god, there's two of them. Right. <laughs> Actually, there's three of us because he he has a twin brother. He does. Yeah. And you're all kind of you know like well, you through through, uh, th- through the science of uh, genetics. Yeah. And through the science of gravity. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, engineers were able to split my atoms apart and make two of me. And that's why they're actually smaller and weaker than I am. That's why I'm able to rule over them. It makes me feel like a man for once. <laughs> Did you... Aren't you like some, uh, some sort of genius or something? <laughs> I like that you think that of me. Isn't that what that you're trying to put, get across? Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's the put on, that I'm a genius, but I'm actually very retarded. <laughs> look at my face. Don't I have that retarded look? I've got, I definitely have that retarded strength. That's you, true. Do, you do? Yeah. Like you can't control it? And you, you, <laughs> yeah. No you, you don't want to shake my hand. You already did, so you know what it feels like. I know. It still hurts. <laughs> I wanted to talk about how handsome you are. Okay. You, I, you get that a lot, right? You, you know get a lot where, of emails you, telling you you're handsome, right? You want to know where the free ice cream is? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a thumbs up and a smile? <laughs> All right. Let's make him feel good right now. Let's get back to the handsome thing. Yeah. Yo, definitely, yeah. Um, you, I mean, you, have a very, you are a very sexy man, mm. and I imagine that a lot of uh, women respond to that. Is that true? I get cake pops. Cake pops. <laughs> And, and some women he, cook for you me. You are very... You ha- now, you probably get this, right? Yeah. You probably get that you have, like, sort of an, an older, you know, an older, prof- like a professor, sexy professor situation, right? Yeah. You get that, right? I've, has heard, it, I've heard that. Has anyone given you this? And this is a real thing. Okay. This isn't a put-on. All right. Cowboy. <laughs> like a sexy cowboy. <laughs> From the 1800s. I'm with you. I had a moment where I thought we were playing Password. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and like, the secret word is, and I'm like, horses. <laughs> Chaps. <laughs> uh, bears. No, I'm sorry. The answer we were looking for was Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! It's a put on. The whole thing was a put on. It was all a bit. I can sit back in the other chair now. I, uh. <laughs> uh no, no, truth be told, you look like a cowboy, straight up. I'm not kidding. I, you look like a sexy cowboy. But take off your glasses for just a second. Look at this rugged cowboy right here. You're a rugged cowboy, sexy cowboy. You, you look like you've been involved with showdowns. I'm not kidding, actually. You look like a sexy cowboy, and I think it's sexy and it's attractive. And, um, and, and I, I'm actually, this is a real question. I'm not, this isn't a joke question. Have you ever worn cowboy gear before? I, uh, I grew worn... up in New Mexico. I, was, I had cowboy boots for a, lo- a lot of years. Yeah, and then just... at some point, it just became stupid. Do you agree... I, I don't even think they're back now. There's one of the few things that never came back. Because, you, you know, you the think, guys from... Uh... Do you agree with me about the cowboy thing? Look, dude, I, you know, I'm just a Jew trying to do something. You don't even look Jewish to me. Uh, you look th- like a cowboy. Are we going to fuck later? I'm glad I, I don't got think you anybody's that. doing Jewish cowboy though. 
No, I, I think that uh, there was part of me, you know, if you want to know the truth, yeah, I work, I wore cowboy boots for a while, yeah. and I wore, uh, I used to be very committed to, uh, like, black denim jeans. Most definitely. I had a, yeah, a cow, <laughs> cowboy-style belt sometimes. You did have that. Wow. Yeah, and I went to camp once where I had okay. to uh, wear a cowboy hat. So I'm not off here at all, am I? Well, I was fucking 13, <laughs> so I don't think I was as sexy then. No, I, I think you're probably... Guy, I was a guy afraid of horses wearing a cowboy hat. I thought I thought that description was going to end with, and I rode a horse. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that thirteen-year-old uh, you wearing a cowboy outfit even sexier. Mm. <laughs> well, that's that's something you got to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I so uh, you know I'll be I'll be honest with you. What's that? Oh, I know what that is. Someone just flushed the toilet, right? This is a great theater. <laughs> All this talk about cowboys is making people need to go to the bathroom. The hell yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like the cowboy thing. I, I appreciate that. Well, I'm wearing this fucking shirt. I never wear this shirt. You don't think this had any... any uh, did this add to it? Yeah, no, it did, actually. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. And I think the... the and the, your facial hair, too, with the mustache and the thing. Yeah, and it's the, sort yeah. of Civil war Definitely. I think it looks good, though. I think it, you, look, you, look ti- you look timeless, yet also 1800s. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you do you talk dirty in bed? Not not specific. And are you willing to talk about that? No, I'll talk about it. I mean, not specifically dirty. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do I'll, maybe a couple of these. Like, oh fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> so you don't you don't call her varmint or anything like that, <laughs> or you don't. You know, call her, you know... Occasionally, I'll go, yeah. woo yeah, okay. It's weird, because that stops everything. Because she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I was just being that guy. I, it, was kind of a jo- it was kind of a joke question. I mean, it was kind of a joke, the cowboy thing, but I, I just think it's... I can't... I mean, okay, look, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm asking you this because no, I think I'm, you're I'm, sexy. I'm with and you. I, and, I, and I just... I, I don't understand how, to, how you would talk dirty, though, and not feel corny about it. Right? And, or how do you... But that's why I don't do it. I okay, mean, you don't, do, don't actually do it. You just kind of... No, I mean, uh, like, if I'm into express it... Express like, pleasure in a sort of maybe yeah, somewhat maybe dirty way. a couple, way. like, you know, oh, shit. You know, like... Okay, you know, right, right, right. Right, but you don't, you don't say, like, I want to do this to you, and I want to, you know, tie you up, you know, you know, in a noose, and, you know, hang you in front of the village people or anything like that. And, or you don't, you don't say anything like, I want to, I want to do this no, to no, you. No, I, no, I have said that. You have said that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, I said that exact thing. I just, I'm really, I'm very I'm fascinated I I with dirty talk because I can't. I, I just think that it's it's weird and um, it's something I would never do. I mean, you know, the first step would be you know getting in into that situation where I would have the opportunity to do that. Mm. But I I but I, even but I understand that, what you're saying. I, I there, think it's weird and I yeah. There's like it, it's also the same with like um, role playing and that kind of stuff. It's sort of yeah, that, like because we're comedians, I think, and we're incredibly self conscious. That how can you follow through the role? Like if it's like you know you're gonna walk in with a tool belt and a hat. Yeah, how are you not going to be like, ah, look at me? Right, yeah, right. You know, like, <laughs> right. which, which is playing. not the role you're playing. <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're there to fix something. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not there to go like, I got tools. Ah. But, you know, that's intense women... role play right there. You have the belt. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> it it could have been anything. could have been a cowboy. could have been, uh, you know, uh, the guy who's, you know, the gardener. You know, actually, um, Rory, Rory, when I was... I was watching the show from over in the back, Naturally. Yeah. and looking at your face, you know, I never—I th- just thought straight up white boy, right? Yeah. Usually, that's what I usually thought. 
over back there, I was thinking to myself, Asian adult male. Your face. Asian For some adult reason. male? Yeah, it wasn't even the way it physically looked. It was just the vibe I was getting. <laughs> Especially when you laughed. And Ron, I feel like I've seen paintings of you at the Museum of Modern Art. <laughs> That's the sort of look I think you have. That's beautiful. Um, that's beautiful. Don't, aren't you like a, a... The only a, way out of that was, that's beautiful. Thank you, Brent. There was many Move ways along. out of it. There was many ways out of that. The subtext of that I is like, maybe he'll stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're, aren't you a, a musician? True. That's true. But like a really good one, right? I'm tight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, aren't you like a guy that turned his back on a classical musical career? I had a, j- a jazz background. You did? Mm-hmm. Like, like from the 50s? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah? Um, I, yeah I think my style kind of resonated with the, the 1950s. Uh, no, it was more of a cool jazz sound. Oh, yeah. You know, sort of a... a Not that adventurous kind of background music? Yeah, more kind of Kenny G, smooth jazz, you know, sort of <laughs> Boney James, sort of Spyro Gyra. Sure. Kind of esque type sure. stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sort of, um, you know, yeah, weather yeah. report later stuff. Oh, great. You know? That's a good era. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Their later years, a lot of it, know? like jazz heads, really more, looked... yeah, more more kind of underground Kenny G type stuff, <laughs> you know. But back before he sold out, do you, you know, have the bootleg box? Yeah, I got the, I got the box set. Yeah, <laughs> I got the Kenny G box under underground. Is the bootleg box set? Yeah, that's that's where I learned all my my moves. What's your? I played piano. Yeah, and I played in uh, restaurants and lounges and stuff like that. I used to do it professionally for a while. So why would you turn your back on that? Um. Well, you know, I was doing a lot of background stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'd play my heart out to people, yeah. and no one would listen to me. Mm. They would just sometimes tell me to turn it down. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just thought doing st- stand-up comedy, yeah. you just get more of a, you, it's a show. Yeah. And people respond to it. So and no one's going to tell response. you to turn it down. Yeah. I mean, if I was doing more shows, I wasn't doing a lot of shows. If yeah. I was doing more shows where people were coming to see me... Yeah. And, and watch me actually perform and not just be background music. I think that there, there could have been something there. Right. And, I, you, and I do every now and then. Do you still see it? Like, do you keep it in your head? It's like, as uh, a plan B. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, how's yeah. it going on stage? I, my, my other plan B is work. I want to open up a restaurant. Yeah. Me, I want to open up a, a, dessert, a dessert bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I want a late night spot that doesn't, or a juice bar, late night juice bar. Because okay. there's no juice bars late night. Yeah. You, right? Yeah, that's when you need it. I want a, a nice uh, place, a quiet place yeah. where people can go and hang out mm-hmm. and, um, you know, um, just have fun and not, it's not too loud. There's yeah. no loud music playing. Sure. There's no drunks. It's no alcohol. No, no alcohol. alcohol at this place. Late, like a place that goes till about 4 a.m. Yeah. is juice. Just juice. And, or, and desserts. Yeah. And I think that would be a real nice alternative lifestyle type of thing, you know? Yeah. Play some smooth jazz, some Spyro Gyro, some Ken- <laughs> underground Kenny G, maybe a little cowboy music for people like you, you know, some, some bluegrass. You seem like you would like bluegrass, right? Is that, is that true? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you seem like... I do, too, actually. Truth do you like bluegrass? I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. You like, uh, like Doc Watson? That's your name. <laughs> you should be named... You should be called... Do- I, I think that your name should be Doc Marin. Doc Marin, look at you. That's Straight up Doc Marin right there. Especially now, now I want the glasses to stay on. <laughs> Brent Weinbach, ladies and gentlemen. All right. No, we, no, no, no. We're, no, stay, we're stay, good. Stay we're, in your seat. Stay in your yeah, seat. Stay in your can seat. Can I have that, Mike? 
My next guest you have seen on the uh, Parks and Recreation television show. Please welcome Retta to the stage. Hello. Nice to see you. Oh, how was it backstage? Because it was weird out here. <laughs> oh, she's wiping the mic down, Brent. I'm not. It I'm was cool. Clean. I'm a clean. I'm a clean boy. He's he's like you, a little freaky I'm very clean. clean. I'm very clean. Do you have hand sanitizer? No, I, I think that's nasty. <laughs> how are you? This is my time, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> he he asked me the question. He asked me the questions. I'm not. He's asking me questions. I'm concerned because he's holding the mic so like tell me about a your career. Suit on a first <laughs> date or some shit. He's always on a first date. His whole life like... is a first date. Dude, where did you come from? <laughs> Back there. I'm from Jersey. You are? Uh huh. What part in Jersey? Uh, I was born in Newark and my family lives in Cliffwood Beach now. Oh, because I spent some Jersey. time in Edison. My grandfather was born in Elizabeth. Huh? As was I. Oh, see, I knew what? we had something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm getting that cowboy thing now. <laughs> but so you started doing comedy where? In New York? No, North Carolina. I went to college in North Carolina. Oh, shit. He's from... Where are you from? South Carolina. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My cousin lives in Charlotte, so I'll tell them to come see your show. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be great. Hey, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's okay. be a lot of fun. So, okay, let's talk, let's talk about the TV show. How, how did that all happen? Um, I had an audition. Um, they actually uh, wrote a scene for me because I wasn't in the pilot or the part wasn't in the pilot. I actually auditioned with Octavia Spencer. Yeah. She kind of left this bitch behind. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they just, they, they had an audition and I, I, I'm not very good at auditioning, but yeah. I'm good at, I'm good at the talk, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I happened to have a new watch and the showrunner, the, the creator and executive producer, Mike Shore, said, oh, I like your watch. And that's all he had to say. And I fucking talked for like 30 minutes about <laughs> how I got it on sale. There's a new site, guiltgroup.com. I can invite <laughs> you. You have to be invited and I can hook you up, brother. It's all good. <laughs> and I just fucking talked and talked and talked and talked until he was like, you know what? That's okay. We'll get that bitch on the show. It's cool. <laughs> I, feel, I really do feel like that's how but I got the But then did he say like, tell me that site. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He didn't, but he was, he was, I think he was rather engaged by how ridiculous I was <laughs> because I was so engaged Golfed in the $35 that I saved on getting this watch that I was like, yo, dog, this shit is for real and it is legit. <laughs> and I was like, and I got you. Just give me your email. We'll be straight. <laughs> and then, then you didn't even read the lines? You didn't do No, anything? no, I did, I did that first. But as I was holding the paper, yeah. he saw the fabulous watch. Uh -huh. Is that the watch? No, it's not. It's a different one? I make a little more money and I paid real money for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and on that show, because I've talked to I've talked to Polar, mm -hmm. Aziz. Right. Now, like, it seems like it's a very organic show. Do, do you guys like? Is there improvising, or do, is it all scripted? Or I don't. I, I honestly don't know. It is scripted. Um, however, we have uh, what we call the the fun run. Yeah. Which is usually the last take, uh, where we're allowed to do whatever. I mean, we're supposed to follow the storyline. Right. But um, it usually gets so out of hand and so filthy and so blue that it rarely makes it to air. I mean... <laughs> like what? <laughs> I won't tell you too much because then I, I don't want to be sued for slander. However, um, Nick Offerman... 
Genius. My first week, my first, yeah, my first week there, because I didn't work with Nick the very first day I worked. Yeah. I think it might have been the second or third day. And we had a conference room scene. I don't like <laughs> the word pussy. Yeah. What do you prefer? Cooch. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Cootie coo. I don't like the C word, and I don't like pussy. Mm-hmm. I can say pussy. C word, I might hit someone. Um, and so <laughs> he, he did a, some improv shit, and he said he referenced my pussy. <laughs> and I, I, as black as I am, I turned red. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I and I, I was kind of stunned, deer in the headlights, and I was like, in my head, I was like, this motherfucker just fucking talked about my fucking coach. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I was so thrown. Yeah. And then when they yelled cut, like he, like he broke, and it was I was like, oh, so he was trying to be funny. Like I was like, he wasn't trying because I was about to step to this bitch. I was like, it's about to be on and popping. <laughs> And I realized that they're very blue and that and they're willing to go anywhere for the laugh. And so, I'm not as I'm I'm I'm, I'm better at it. I'm I, I'm not an improver. I was never I never did it. I was always intimidated by it. I'm better at it as a result because you have to kind of keep up. But they they do allow us to say what we want. But it goes so far. It goes so far <laughs> that I mean. I don't know if any, the, the, we do the Paley Fest and they showed our gag reel from this last season. There was so much sim, s- simulated masturbation. <laughs> it would never make the DVD. Not ever. <laughs> Not ever. But the people who got to go to that Paley Fest got to experience how fucking dirty everybody is on that set. <laughs> but you were, how long were you doing comedy before you got the show? Um, I started doing stand-up in 96. So, I, so you know, pussy is not... Uh, I don't... No, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that you I'm a do, lady. but I mean, yeah, but you're in fucking comedy. These are the filthiest people in the world. Well, that's what I'm, I, I really, All I of don't. You. Ex- I mean, I go to sh- I go to shows, and I'm always like, like I'm I'm always freaked out. Guys who are filthy, I take it as I'm like ill, but I feel like guys are are raised in mud. Like they're always so <laughs> yeah. Girls who are really filthy freak me out. It freaks me out. I, I get I get uncomfortable. I get weird. I'm in the, I'm in the ba- I'm in the dark in the back going. Oh, God, I can't believe that bitch is talking about fingering herself. Like I get really freaked out by it. Really freaked out. It fucks me. And I'm a fucking dirty whore in my home and you know with the men who are I allow up in the space but I don't tell people about the details you know no nope <laughs> but I'll tell you Brent what's that <laughs> um, how you living <laughs> I know you better better disinfect your mouth I'm, I'm <laughs> um, do you like do you like vagina do I like vagina the, word, the, like word, the word vagina I'm okay with it yeah <laughs> That's the original I'm not bothered style. By that's it. the original yeah, yeah, style that's right school. there. Yeah, that's old school. That's you know. That's what I picked. That's cool OD shit. So okay, so you you never talk about like that kind of personal stuff on stage? Not on stage, no. Oh, okay. All no. right. But if you ask my girlfriends, they're like, that whore, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew so you grew up in New Jersey. Where did you go to school in uh, North Carolina? I went to Duke University. Wow, that's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Are you a Carolina fan? What's that? Are you a Carolina fan? I feel uh, like you North Carolina? to Duke. Nah, I don't Are you care. a state fan? I don't care about any oh, of Oh, you're a U.S. You're South Carolina. Hate education. Got it. Hate it. <laughs> Down where I'm from, we don't talk about the books and whatnot. I feel you. We dog. just live it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you study over there? Uh, sociology pre-med. Really? Yeah. So you disappointed your parents? A little bit at first. At first. <laughs> now they're like, at oh. first. Yeah. And then, and now they're like, oh shit, can you cover my insurance this month? I was like, I got you. <laughs> did, did you learn anything in sociology? Um, I think yeah. I think um, well, sort of. I don't I, even know what that. What are you studying? Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't it was like it. there's like you know sociology of of sports and society. Right. You know, so medicine how, and society. It's right. it's a lot of bullshit, <laughs> which is kind of why I chose to major. And, I, and what drove you to, to comedy? What was the moment? Um, I've always been a performer. I you know I did plays. I did plays in high school. I did plays in college. And um, when I graduated, I had a moment. It was the first time I I lived by myself, mm-hmm. and I used to talk to the TV. And I had moments of of being stunned by what was on TV, like how bad it was. Yeah, what would I, you say to the TV in general? I used to, I used to watch um, Central Park West. Do you remember that? That was an Aaron Spelling joint. And, uh, <laughs> and it, was, it was the nighttime soap, and it was super cheesy. Uh, and I just remember t- going, what the... Really, bitch? Like, I, get <laughs> ma- I really get mad at characters when they do stupid <laughs> shit. But then I was, I, I, got, I was mad at characters, and then I was mad at the actors playing the characters, and I would be like, this is... I could do this. I could fucking do... I did a lot of that. I could, yeah. I, I, a lot of... I could do this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. And so... <laughs> I used to talk to my friend, and she was like... I, I said, but, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even... I don't want to do dramas or anything. I'm not, I'm not into the Aaron Spelling... Vibe, but I would do. I would love to have my own sitcom. And my friend was like, "Well, why don't you do stand up? Don't all stand ups get their own show?" And you know, I'm in North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina. I was like, "You know what? You're right. <laughs> they all do. All of them. Every single one in LA." Does. You hear that, Ron? I think yeah, I'm, I'm on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I took a drama class at the Raleigh Little Theater. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that pan out? I, oh, it was kind of some bullshit. Really? Like what? The teacher did my headshots. Uh-uh. <laughs> they shot from this. It was bad. <laughs> it was nothing but chin and nostril. Oh, it was bad. And uh, but I did, you know, I did a lot of like folding laundry in front of the class and <laughs> like that, what, what parting and brushing your hair. Like it was. <laughs> what, 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 what level? It was special. <laughs> Did you do any plays? No. <laughs> no, I just took the was, class. But after there, that, was... but then after that, I was my friend my, when my friend was like, all comics, you know, get their own show. You should just do stand-up. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You're right, girl, you're right. And so I just I started doing stand-up. I just started telling stories on stage. And that's how I got into it for real. And you went, did you did you tour a lot before the thing? I did. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I um, I did NACA, National Association of Campus. Oh, so you're a college act. Yes. Oh. So I, I did. That's how I paid my bills for a long time. There's good money in that. Yeah. 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 So you but can't be dirty on that shit, right? Well, I mean, you no, you can't. You can. Some can, but yeah. it's best, if, especially for the conferences. It's better if you're not. You get more bookings. Right. Um, so that was your primary. Uh, yeah. Uh, sort of paying your dues was the college is. Yes. I did. I did some clubs, but. 
colleges was more money. I was like, fuck this bullshit club <laughs> thing. I mean, unless you're famous, mm-hmm. you really, you're not, you're, you're just, you know, you're week to week. Yeah, who were your clubs. comics? Who were your guys and girls? I mean, I loved Chris Rock before I started. Yeah. Is when Bring the Pain came out. Yeah, yeah. And I was obsessed with it because I was, I was amazed by, I loved watching it with different people. I loved watching it with educated black people. I loved watching it with not so educated black people. I loved watching it with people, black people who went to um, historically black colleges. I loved watching it with people who went to, with white people from Duke, with white people from Carolina. You were a sociology major. Yeah, I was, I was, I was fascinated. <laughs> I was totally fascinated by the, tip, the specific jokes that they thought were funny and the specific jokes that didn't even That was that big them. special with that one big bit. Mm-hmm. About how black people see black people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and so that was the experiment. I, I, now, when I think about it now, I yeah. But what'd you learn from that? People are different. <laughs> 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 people are different. Because <laughs> I, I I felt that you know um, people who went to the black students who went to Duke who watched that it was just funny, 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 funny. Mm-hmm. Black students who went to historically black colleges who watched it were like, huh. <laughs> you know, like there was stuff that was funny, but then there was moments of, mm. it's like someone like, telling you. Like, is this you, right? Is it like, should he be saying that in public? Yeah, kind of right, like, right. don't tell bitches what the fuck we're talking about. Right, like right. that kind of thing. Like, yeah, 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 you yeah. might want to keep that shit on the DL, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it was enjoyable all around. I thought that was, it was genius, that thing. Oh, I love that. I mean, that, that one bit changed the whole game for him. But I kind of had to stop watching it because I found myself speaking with his cadence. Oh, yeah. When I watch a lot of comedy, I tend, to, especially with somebody I like, I tend to pick up what they do. And so I actually... So you're pacing st- and grinning a lot? Yes, I was. I, I remember when I first started doing comedy, I thought I was, I was kind of New York-y. I thought uh-huh. you were supposed to be angry, so yeah. I was very angry. How does that and, look? And in, in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, the angry black bitch on stage did not get a lot of laughs. laughs. Yeah, they were not feeling this bitch. Because they could, so they could see that anywhere. It was kind of like... Ah. <laughs> All right, and then and then when I changed it, and I was kind of like <laughs> dumbass. Then they were like, "Oh, okay, she's going." Like, she's kind of, she all right, she, yeah. So I kind of learned from it. I, I want now. I want to see you angry. Oh, I can get fucking angry. I mean, <laughs> that's that's not the problem. Well, well, congratulations on all the success. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Retta, <laughs> Brent Weinbach, Ron Funches, Rory Scovo. You guys can uh, take off if you want. I'm going to bring these. I go one on one with these okay. other cats. You good? That was great. Thanks a lot, you guys. Wow, that was amazing. So now, uh, those of you who come to these live shows, you know what happens now. <laughs> My last two performers are, are regular performers on the live WTFs, and I and I'm I, I need to give them a special type of attention. They don't mix well with others. <laughs> Please welcome Jim Earl to the stage. Jim Earl. Hi. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm fine, Jim. It's nice to see you. What's happening? Hey, you yeah. know, I'm uh, just reading a lot. I read about you. I picked up that uh, series, 10, uh, ten yeah, episodes, ten right? Episodes Congrats on that. Thank you very much. I look, uh, look forward to seeing that on Animal Planet. And, uh, 
Yeah, and I'm getting all your Facebook updates about your self-published book. Congratulations. I think so. <laughs> and he has it with him. It's right here. That's and right. I, uh, yeah, and I think I wrote the foreword to that, didn't I? You see, yes, you did. Yeah, I, I had a good time writing and, that. And uh, Rachel Maddow uh, wrote the afterword. Whatever. I, um, <laughs> Tony Millionaire did the cover. I like him. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, you don't even know who he is. I, I interviewed him three weeks ago. Big deal. He did my cover. No, he's, he's a fucking great artist. He did a picture of me uh, two, two times. Hey, um, what? can I ask you a favor? <laughs> yeah. Um, when they uh, start casting the kooky neighbor... Yeah. Hey, just uh, here. I'll go knock, knock. Okay. You know. Hey, hello. Come, who is it? Hey, Mark. Hey. Iowa. How are you? It's me, Jim. Hey, Jim. From next door. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. What's uh? Oh God, this isn't working. <laughs> you want to? You want to? You want to have some? Let's, let's try it again. One more. Okay. Time. Right, knock. Who is it? Hello. Get back to me on that, will you? Because yeah. I think I could really be the kooky neighbor. Yeah, I think if you had some, you know, some motivation, it would be good. Are you gonna? Are you gonna read from the book? Yeah, can I read a couple of obits? Uh, yeah, sure. We want to start the music. <laughs> These are your obituaries. Obituaries. Mm -hmm. Nice to see you. <clears throat> Arch West, creator of Doritos. Mm -hmm. Arch West, who 50 years ago took a warehouse full of cornmeal, MSG, and pork excretions. <laughs> and turned it into the world's first edible Superfund site, is now covered with an orange, crusty coating of crispy death. <laughs> Doctors say dying was the only natural thing he did his whole life. A company spokesperson denied West died while testing his latest creation, double-fisted kettle-cooked carburetor cleaner flavored chips with tangy asbestos. <laughs> that's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> and that's why he died. <laughs> you know, I, after writing these things for five or six years, I haven't gotten one hate le uh, email None? from it. Is that true? Well, I got one from somebody who knew the bread guy. Really? That's you yeah, did? Yeah. Oh, God, that's great. <laughs> did you bring books with you? I'm sorry? Did you bring books with you to sell? Yeah, I got a couple in the trunk. Do you? Yeah. All right, you should sell them after. How much do you think I should sell one of these for? Don't you have a price established? Yeah, but, you know, the live audience, maybe they get a discount. Jim, you... Shut up. <laughs> the guy went through all his trouble to self-publish a book, and, and you're going to want to, you know, ch you know, like uh, chisel him down? Is that racist? Or against chisels? Chisel? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very offensive to the chisel race of people, yes. <laughs> These things are selling like hotcakes, are by they? the way. Yeah, if, if hotcakes were made out of cyanide. <laughs> Nobody knows it's out there. It's dying on the limb. No, it's so. not. It's a book. It's always going to be there. Well, it is, it'll always be here, yeah. Yeah, in your trunk. Oh, <laughs> well, don't, 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 don't get all sad-faced. <laughs> Are you so, going to finish that so one? Like, yeah, I got a couple more lines. So okay. Arch West, the creator Doritos guy. Just yeah. Food historians say you can find vintage examples of the first Doritos ever manufactured still moldering inside Paul Sorvino's intestinal gas pockets. <laughs> He's a big eater. Yeah. 
You could have went with a lot of people, but that, you know, it's, right, uh, he, right. most people know what he looks like. You don't mind me getting kind of relaxed here by leaning back in the chair, do you? I, I'm glad you're relaxed. How come I never get invited in the garage? What do you want? You want to come to the garage? Well, you know, not if I have to press you on it. Well, can, I, I, can I just get an invite to the garage? You know why? Ugh. Why? All these celebs get invited to the garage, you know, and they open up and it gets real and then they start weeping. Some of them. But there's not a garage in this world big enough for my tears. So now I have to add to the garage? You're missing my point entirely. <laughs> Maybe if you just ask me politely. Jim, would you like to come to the garage? No, I don't want to get in your fucking garage. Oh. Not at this stage in the game. It's too late. I, I got my own garage. I just <laughs> that I'm living in. <laughs> and on the corner, I sell papooses during the day. You should, you should maybe add your book to that sales That's table. Right, <laughs> I don't think you're really pushing the book. Maybe a papoose and a book. This book uh, is worth at least uh, half of what I'm selling it for. I've always enjoyed what you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I just had this image of us doing this 10 years from now. <laughs> like, I forget just how many hours you and I have spent together. Oh, all right. Go ahead. <clears throat> West uh, asked that his remains be vacuumed from between the sofa's cushions before the dog gets to it. That's it. Thank you very much. Jim Earl, ladies and gentlemen. You do have books. Do you have some? Oh, good, good. He'll be selling his book uh, right out here, right? All right, let's get to the end of this. This guy's got a documentary out about himself. Um, He's pretty sure that's going to work. <laughs> Eddie Pepitone, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Take, okay. I want to get closer. Okay. You got things written down there? Yeah, I was in a... I'm, I'm kind of in a poetry uh, mood because I think uh, things can be better. You know, I, 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 I um, struggle with being a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I know. You know, and... Uh, I feel like being a poet might be the way to that's, go. Like, that's, what that's, about your, that's your plan B? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this might not be working out, maybe poetry? That's, <laughs> well, I think you're heading the wrong direction, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> what about if clubs, yeah. like if clubs, because I feel like clubs are limiting. Do you? No. You don't? I do. I feel like I can't get up there and say, like, Hootie and the Blowfish go into the dark night of America. I want to start a set like that. Do you know what I mean? The clanking of the motherfucking trains are so fucking loud that the homeless remind me of the birds in Alfred Hitchcock's movie. North by Northwest. Throw in a joke. Throw in a joke. Have you... Have you ever tried to do that? 
I have not tried to do that. Maybe I, I, I should. I think that if you open with the hoodie and the blowfish thing, people would be so fucking confused. And they'd be so thrilled with your passion that they couldn't help but wait to see what came out of your fucking face after that. Maybe I should try that. I get... I, <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I don't want to... Like, the way I open up now in clubs, Mark, is, yeah. is I print out my tweets, like thousands of them, and I put them in a shitty folder, and I run on stage going, these are my tweets! And it's a very funny opening. That's funny. It is. Those, those, like, those tweets that are like... Um, like they're usually like I think they're like binary tweets. You're like, there's, yeah, there's like this, there's this thing and this thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry, I I don't have anything to finish. I um, <laughs> and you're just gonna see. It is about momentum for me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It is so I, I, about momentum. I, I'm sorry it to isn't about it. it isn't about for uh. me stand up is not about you know thoughtfully crafted chunks of material. Right. It <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's, I know that. It's it's like hello, hello, what a fucking life we live like that kind of sure. thing and hope that goes somewhere like <laughs> like And it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. I was in Santa Monica San, Santa Monocle would sure. be a weird place. Everybody would just yeah. that monocle. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird explanation. That wasn't even really a riff. It was just it's like you felt compelled to follow it through. Like Santa Monocle, and everyone's got a, a monocle. <laughs> yes, and that's what the documentary is about—the guy who can't riff anymore. The guy who can't riff anymore. He just starts things where he like picks up a, like a, a bottle of water and goes, ooh, water, maybe I should... I lost it. <laughs> and I go on trains and in subways in New York, and I'm like, folks, I used to be able to riff, <laughs> and now... Ah, fuck it. <laughs> like, that's me on the train. <laughs> anyway, you see, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. I need your help, obviously. If you can look in your heart. Wait, it's coming back. What the fuck is up with yoga? Like, just go into that. Like, that'd be good on a train. New York, anyway. Have I'm scared of that? other cities. Have you ever tried that? <laughs> the train? Yeah. In New York? Yeah. No. You'd be a great at that. Yeah, you think so? Are you kidding me? You, do you remember being on trains in New York? You yeah. never knew what the fuck was going to come on the train? Oh, totally. And, like, and there was that moment where totally. you're like, so you'd feel it before it happened. Like, oh, what yeah. just happened in here? Oh, shit, that guy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I'd see you remember the guy that used to play talk. saxophone badly until people paid him money and he'd stop? I, that guy was a genius. He, he, <laughs> he would get on the fucking end train. like, <laughs> and everyone would be like, oh, my fucking Christ, why is this happening? And then they'd give him money so he would stop and he'd go to the next train. I think profession should go on the train now. Hi, folks, I'm from uh, the high school over here. None of the kids listen to me. I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. I have a curriculum and they don't want to hear it. They're all fucking in their e-pods anyway. They're all talking about Groove Shock or Pandora. They read shit on Pitchfork. What the fuck do I know? Right, and then he says, now who wants to learn algebra? <laughs> that would be funny, like yeah, a yeah. freelance algebra shit, teacher. Write it down, dude. <laughs> write it down. But I was in Santa Monica today, you know, because I... I was I, it really I, today? 
It was today. Okay. Yeah, seriously. I and I, you go to the West Side in L.A. Never. and you're there after four. You don't either. No, I, I don't you know, either. It takes a day to get there. Fucking a day to get there. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? What kind of shit? You know, I can't handle. My girlfriend it. has to work there every day. She leaves at like four in the morning just to get downtown. Do you go there, but for the grace of God, like that kind of thing? Like as she's going out, you're like in your head going, oh, my God. She's a hero. <laughs> yes, I do that every day. Oh, it's so fucked up. And, unless she wakes up and goes, fuck, it's late. And then I have oh. to get up and make coffee like today. But I don't mind that. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. Calm down. Let me ease your way into That's this right. day. That's right. That's right. I do that. You I did, did that today. You did? Yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. You make sa- relationships are sacrifice. How's yours going? It's going good. Yeah. It's going good. I'm growing up this year. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> Why is that? F- did you see that reaction? You imagine if my shrink was like that? Like I'm growing. <laughs> oh God. That would be so good for you. Do Do you know that today in therapy I was talking to my. Is that dean- why you went to Santa Monica? No, I had, a, I had a voiceover. You forced it out of me. I had a voiceover thing. You want to run it? <laughs> no. What, what, was it, what was it for? Uh, I did an episode of House, and they, they had me loop. Oh. So I was stuck on the fucking west side, yeah. and I went to the beach, and this is always my plan. Like, you know what? I'm on the west side. I'm not going back east. I'll wait in Santa Monica for three hours and fucking go on the beach, and it was nice. Like, I power-walked on the beach. You power-walked? Yeah, and I wrote, I wrote a little poem. I said, I weep for the hungry pigeons left over from the Hitchcock movie, North by Northwest. <laughs> That's funny to, like, slip in North by Northwest. You know, when I it, it write worked, a worked, joke, I love it. Worked it worked better the second huh? time. What? It worked better the second time. That's the thing. When you yell, it works better second time. Um, one can't. One can't talk about health care or unions or good jobs or ending wars with a shattered heart and a scared mind. We are the dying wildlife of the planet, dying never to be born again, never. But wait, Groove Shark is doing a feature on the shins or the fleet foxes. I don't fucking know. All I know is I'm going to make money next week. Maybe I'm projecting. That's what happens with me. It sounds like a nice day at the beach. What's that? (laughs) It's so funny. When I try to make a joke for them, you're the only one who laughs at it. And no, I they just, laughed at it. You no, don't they, hear the laughter? I just realized that I love to make you laugh because it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I like to laugh. Yeah, I know you do. You're so sweet. I'm a big, I'm a big laugher. I'm a big laugher. Yeah. You, but it's weird because when you laugh, like we, we all see the real you. <laughs> you know, you always get me with this shit. You always... <laughs> You always start in on, uh, in on me about the real fucking me. Like, I'm just a fucking hall of mirrors all the time. Like, hey, Mark, I, I, I like, I'm carrying, hey, ah, what mask am I wearing? That's what I feel after being with you for five seconds. Like, Eddie, oh, we finally saw the real you. I'm like, what do I come at you with? Fuck, hey, I got a mustache. I got a fucking Orthodox Jew beard on. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not wearing masks. Does your shrink do anything? 
<laughs> Today, I was role-playing with my fucking Oh, and I'm kid. an asshole. And I'm an asshole for saying that to real you. And you're going to about to start a story that you're role-playing with your demon. But I'm an asshole. I don't see how the two are connected. Well, let's see your demon. Well, I was like, oh, you want to see the demon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh I don't God. know about that. It's too fucking heavy. But I wanted to tell you that I role play, and it's hilarious because my shrink, sweet woman, got her through after. Um, <laughs> That's a good health care plan. The mental health and after. The mental good. health is good, but the dental. They're terrible. Holy shit. And I get in arguments with them. I'm like, I'm an actor. Like, I get so mad. I'm like, I'm an actor. How can you not cover a fucking cavity? They don't even cover a cavity. Well, try a root canal. That fucking costs me like a, the price of a car, and it doesn't, it's not even fit right. Yeah, they come out. The root canals come out at the worst fucking times. This never came out, though. But like, at the worst times. Can I have a latte? Bang, it comes out. The barista. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I said, I, after healthcare. <laughs> the fucking root canals. But did you have this moment where, you know, you, they, they, I didn't realize that dentists do this thing like fucking like car salesmen. Like they, they do the root canal and they're like, so do you want to hear what else you need to have done? Oh, totally. And it's like this whole list of shit. Did oh, you, totally. have you had that moment where you're like, hey, I'm 48. Yeah, how long do I really fucking need these teeth? <laughs> I mean, I'm hanging on to a dream here. I'm just going to let it fucking go. What's the worst that can happen? I I've started to let him go. I'm 53, and oh. I, I've started to let a couple of teeth go. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Believe me, still buy my album. Let's do There's that. some kind of fucking thing how, about how, age. Like, oh, fuck, I'm 53. Well, you've oh. got to just pick different people to judge yourself against. Don't, yeah, I don't like you. Don't people. go young. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Like young Just like people. Rodney didn't really kick it till you know he was really started really doing it in his sixties. Is that right? Yeah. See, there you go. I gave you a gift. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. He but, ended bad though. They all end bad. What do you you mean? know, he people at did... the end of their lives are a fucking mess. <laughs> that's a favorite line of mine. You didn't react to that. I think that's no, a I, funny I, line. People at the end of their lives are a fucking mess. Don't it, you? It's, it's a funny, funny line, right? but it's like it's just it's just mean? true. No, it's not mean. Mm. You know, people don't want to think about that shit. They don't want to think about. Do you? That shit. I think about it all the time. Really? Like how does that? I think about mortality. You do a lot. Like how does that manifest itself? Uh, just fear at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fear late at night. Sure, just laying there listening to your breath. I'm laying there. <laughs> I'm laying there just going, ah, oh, things are going good, but I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> I'm going to die just when I'm getting really good. And is that when you wake up your girlfriend and go, am I going to die? I always talk to her about it. <laughs> and she's so like, she always just like puts a hand on me and goes, think good thoughts. <laughs> That's all I get. Think, think good thoughts. Yeah. What, I, I want to know about that exercise. Can you just explain the exercise to me? Oh, the role playing? Uh, yeah. Have you, you never did that with the shrink? I don't have to go to shrinks. It's, you don't, I bet. I don't. You don't have the kind of fucking... It's a fucking racket. Partly. <laughs> <laughs> Partly, but I'd like to be the union leader for a shrink, like a Hoffa mm -hmm. guy, and be like, God damn it! We gotta uncover these fucking people's delusions! <laughs> Let's fucking get in there! Let's not just sit there and go... Tell me how you feel. Let's fucking go into these goddamn people's psyches. 
for Christ's fucking sake. What are we, a bunch of cushions and couches? We're fucking people with blood running through our veins. Freud was a fucking lunatic. That's who we... Like, I'd like to be a real... I'd like to be a really... I think, I think we should go out on that. Let's do it. You want to go out on that? That's good. Eddie Pepitone, ladies and gentlemen. Kick up the music. Thank you for coming out to Live WTF. I really appreciate you guys coming. Hope you had a good time. And I should just go. Thank you. <laughs>